Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. So, this morning we're going to talk about forgiveness. And, um, you know, as this happens kind of regularly, but God kind of laid this message on my heart, um, I think it was earlier, like last week. And then just during the week, there's been a few moments where different people have actually talked about forgiveness to me, or I've been in meetings or groups, or um, even on WhatsApp groups where stuff about forgiveness has come up. And I just, I love it, I love it when God does that, because he just confirms to you, actually, yeah, you've got, the, this is the right message I want people to hear today. So it's a big subject, and there's a real power in forgiveness. So God is a forgiving God, and he offers that forgiveness to us freely because of what Jesus did for us on the cross and we're going to talk a bit more about that but also he he requires us if we're born again and we've given our lives to Jesus he requires us to forgive other people and forgiveness is just is just powerful and we're going to we're going to look right into all things to do with forgiveness this morning and I'm sure you could spend weeks and weeks and weeks on forgiveness we could do a whole series on it so I'm just going to kind of do a bit of a a potted version of it today but there's God's going to do some stuff so, first of all, I've never done this before, <laughs> but Jenny, where's Jenny? Where are you, Jenny? You, you here? Jenny. She put a message on a WhatsApp group, on our prayer WhatsApp group, um, from the Pope, supposedly from the Pope. So, I'm just going to read this out, because it's all about forgiveness. Um, I don't think I've ever um, given a quote from the Pope before. We're not Catholic here, but um, some things that he says are really good, and actually, this is, this is good. So, just have a listen to this. So... He said this, there are no perfect families. We do not have perfect parents. We are not perfect ourselves. We do not marry a perfect person and we do not have perfect children. We have complaints from each other. We cannot live together without offending one another. We could be constantly disappointed for so many reasons at different times by one another. It does get better. There is no healthy marriage or healthy family without the exercise of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the medicine of family joy and happiness. Forgiveness is vital to our emotional health and spiritual survival. No matter the offence or who is the offender, without forgiveness, the family becomes an arena of conflict. Without forgiveness, the family becomes sick and unhealthy. Forgiveness is the asepsis of the soul. And I had to look up what the word asepsis meant, because I didn't know that. But basically, asepsis means um, it's a way of becoming free of disease. So forgiveness is the asepsis of the soul, the purification of the spirit, and the liberation of the heart. No sin is too big to be forgiven. And he said some other things, but I just, I just cut that there. Because I just picked out some of the things that he said. And actually, they were very, he made some very good points there. None of us are perfect. And none of us have perfect relationships with other people. It's just a, just a little um, survey. Hands up if you've offended someone this week, if you, feel, if you think you've offended someone this week. No, I'll put my hand up to that. <laughs> and hands up if you've been offended by anyone this week. I can put my hand up to that. And I think that probably goes for... Maybe many days in our lives we offend people and are offended by people most weeks in our lives. It's, it's interesting if you actually think about it like that. Offence happens. Sometimes it's not, um, it's not actually intended. 
Some people can just say things or do things, and it just, we, take, we can take offence to that. And sometimes we can say things as well, or do things, and we've got no intention of offending someone, but someone could actually take that and feel like they've been offended, or, you know, they have been offended. And, you know, the more we're around people, husbands, wives, children, family, work colleagues, you know, extended family, everyone, you know, the more we're around people, the, the more the likelihood is we're going to pick up offence in some way, shape or form. But actually, Jesus came, his number one mission was to come to this earth to reconcile us to God or to bring us into relationship with God. And his number one way of doing that was by forgiving us for our wrongdoings, the things that we've done wrong. So sin, basically, the Bible calls that. And um, if we could just have the first scripture slide. Many of you will know this scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So out of love, God sent his one and only son to come and to to give us that opportunity to have right relationship with God, to, to connect us back to the Father and to give us the free gift of eternal life. And Jesus came on that mission to to forgive us of all our sin and so that we could walk in right standing with God, that we could be made right, we could be made holy, we could be made blameless, so that we could have that closeness with God. And actually, another thing that he came to do, because in the Bible it talks about two main things that God requires of us, and that's to love God and to love our neighbours. And what, what Jesus actually came to do as well was to make our relationships right with one another. He, he gives us the ability to love God and he also gives us the ability to love our neighbour, to love the people around us. So our neighbour is all of us. Anyone around you is your neighbour. And he came to do that. And he, he came on the cross and he broke the power of sin, which is the reason why we struggle to love our neighbours and struggle to love God. He broke that power and set us free. And we have a choice. He lays before us a choice to either take, what, he'd take his sacrifice and believe in him and to ask him to forgive us and cleanse us of our sins or not. So we have a choice where we can be forgiven by God or not. So we actually had offended God in the way we lived and things we do and the things that we had done. We, we, were, we had offended God. So God, that's why God actually chose to make the first move and to actually say, okay, you're, the way you're living is an offence to me, but I'm going to send my son so that you can be forgiven of that offence and we can then live together in perfect union. And we, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on. But the Bible says in Romans 3.23, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of the glory of God or God's glorious standard, high standard. Um, And let's have a look at the next slide. If we claim to have no sin, so if we claim that we're perfect or we never do anything wrong or we, you know, I've lived a life and I've never really done anything wrong to anyone or said anything wrong or thought anything wrong. I mean, you guys lifted your hands, most of you lifted your hands, you've offended someone. That's doing something wrong. Actually, when we intentionally offend someone, that's, that's doing something wrong. So if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins 
and to cleanse us from all wickedness, or some other translations say, all unrighteousness. If we have a look at the next slide, this is a, a bit of a chunk of scripture, and this is how we're made right with God. It says, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ, and this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For, any, for anyone, sorry, for every, everyone who um, has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard, yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He did this through, Jesus, through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice of sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. Is there another, is there another slide for that? Is that 25? Yeah, that's verse 25. So, so basically there, in a nutshell, from, from that piece of scripture, God is saying that when you believe in Jesus Christ and what he did for us, that's when you could be made right with God. Um, and it says when you believe in the sacrifice that he made, so God sent him to be that sacrifice for our sin, when you put your faith in the sacrifice that he, he made, you can, you can be right standing with God, you can have a relationship with God, and you're, just, you're made whole again. That's what we call being born again. And he gives us a new, fresh start in life. So, all you have to do is believe in what Jesus did for us. Now, I've got a video clip. It's, a, it's from the Alpha course. For those of you that don't know what the Alpha course is, it's a, it's a course... Um, that we run twice a year, and it's for people who want to know more about who Jesus is, more about what being a Christian is, and more about how you can give your life to God, and, and what, what it is, what Christianity is all about, basically. And it's, it's a powerful course, and it's got some great video clips and um, stuff in it, and you get together with other people, and you discuss stuff, and you debate stuff, and you watch some video stuff, and basically, you, you get loads of information about what it is to be a Christian. And then you can make an informed decision as to whether you want to follow God or not, or be a Christian or not. So um, this first video clip is of a guy who's obviously done some pretty wrong stuff in his life. But at some stage, he's given his life to God. And God's wiped the slate clean and given him a fresh start. So if we just have a look at that clip. That's a brilliant testimony, isn't it? That's God really working in someone's life. And, and that, that guy has probably done some of the worst things you could, you know, could ever think of. Stabbing people, I, I guess nearly killing people if he did kill people. I can't, remember, I can't remember how he explained it. But he'd been forgiven. God had forgiven him, could forgive him for that much. And, and that's what God's heart is all about. He's, he's wanting to forgive. He's wanting to wash our sins away and give us a new opportunity in life. And, and God began to restore his life, use him to talk to other prison, you know, prisoners and, and, and restored his family life and just started to move and work in his life. And that's what God wants to do for, for all of us, especially if you don't know him and you're here today. You can, God can change your life like that. And you know, not all of us commit sins like that or do things like that that he did, but even the small things, are still, they're still against God. So now we're just going to move into talking a bit more about forgiveness and, and how, we, how we work forgiveness between one another. And here's a general definition of forgiveness. 
that's, this is not biblical, this is just from, um, this is just a normal kind of uh, definition from the dictionary. It says, forgiveness is a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group who have harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve to be forgiven or not. When you forgive, you're not glossing over or denying the seriousness of an offence against you. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting or condoning or excusing offences. Though forgiveness can help repair a damaged relationship, it doesn't mean that you have to reconcile with the person who harmed you or release them from any legal consequences. Instead, forgiveness brings the forgiver peace of mind and frees them from anger. That's a good kind of basic general definition of what forgiveness actually is. And it's about releasing people. It's about releasing... You know, when, when we choose not to forgive someone, it act, we, we're the ones that suffer more than they do. They've offended us, they've said something, done something, and they're off living their lives, and we're kind of left, you know, feeling broken, hurt, angry, bitter, resentful... And that can kind of churn in the inside of you and in your mind and in your heart. And you can live in this place of kind of unrest and unpeace because of what they've done. But they're off living their lives. And, you know, the the Pope said it in in that um, quote that I read out. But it's about kind of releasing some, it's releasing all those feelings, all that negativity and releasing that person. And actually when we forgive really we're releasing that person into God's hands and we say God okay I choose to forgive them but you do what you need to do with them and in their lives and I guess for that guy you know there was consequences to his actions and and sometimes when we hurt people there's consequences we break the law there's going to be consequences to our actions it's not that we cancel they get cancelled out but it sets us free personally If if you've been offended it sets you free and there's another video clip we're going to watch a bit later which talks about that um, this week I was speaking to a, a student in the Bible college and um, this subject of forgiveness just decided to come up in one of our groups and she said that she um, had, a, had a rough relationship with her brother, you know, it's just a very difficult relationship where they grew up together in, a, in their house and they just didn't get on and, you know, they just were always arguing, always just fighting and not physically I don't think, but just did not get on. He was mean to her and just treated her badly. And, and she said that she got to a point where she just didn't speak to him for over three months, I think it was, over a number of months, she just didn't speak to him. They lived in the same house. They would kind of pass each other and just not speak, speak to each other because they had, you know, she, she was offended with him and he was offended with her. But anyway, she said that during the college kind of term, she got to a place where she knew she had to forgive him and she knew she was carrying resentment and hurt towards him and bitterness and anger and she knew she just had to forgive him and it took some time but she eventually from her heart she forgave him of all the stuff that he did and she decided you know she's decided in her heart you know I'm going to send him a text message and I'm going to just say sorry for my part in all the you know all the things that happened between us and she sent him that message and she apologized and she said she got a message back from him straight away and he apologised as well. And they're in the process of reconciling that relationship. And she, she said that it got, the resentment got that bad that if there was anyone around her that she, she came across in the day-to-day life that resembled her brother, that 
resentment and anger and bitterness would just be projected onto that person. So she found it difficult to relate to lots of people because she was carrying this kind of, this, this hurt and this, this anger towards him. But she said when she forgave him from her heart, that anger lifted. And there was people around her in the college that she kind of felt this kind of, you know, hurt coming from just because of her relationship with him. But as she forgave him, it's like that just lifted off of her and, and it affected other relationships in a positive way. And that's what, you know, when we carry unforgiveness, that's what it can do. It can affect lots of different relationships. It can affect our whole life, how we, how we um, deal with people, how we relate to people. And sometimes you can, by forgiving one person, it can just change everything about you, ev- all of your relationships. And that's the power of forgiveness. I'm just going to read a chunk of scripture to you. And this is, this is what the Bible says about forgiveness. Um, and one of the first things we need to realise with forgiveness is that if you're born again today and you've given your life to the Lord, you've been forgiven a tonne of stuff. We, can, we must be able to all admit that. We've been forgiven a lot. And, you know, God goes down to very, very fine details. As, as that scripture said, he has a very high standard and, you know, we, there's a lot of things that we, we did before we gave our lives to the Lord that offend him. And, and we've been forgiven tons. And the Bible basically says, and this story you'll, you'll hear, says that if we've been forgiven by him, we need to forgive others. If we just flick to Matthew 18, I'm going to try and read all of this. Actually, I'll read it from here. It says, then Peter came to him. This is Jesus. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with his servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so it's American translation, millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owed to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a, a li- for a little more time. Be patient with me and I'll pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Shouldn't you have mercy on your, um, sorry, just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your, brother, your brothers and sisters from your heart. So it's a powerful story and it's a, it's a powerful um, bit that Jesus said at the end there. 
that we need to forgive. And there's another scripture that says, you know, you, you've been forgiven. If you, or if you want God to forgive you, you need to forgive others. And I wonder at the end there, when that, that quite strong bit that says, you know, this is what your heavenly father will do to you. I wonder if that torture that it talks about there is actually what people go through when they don't forgive someone. If you hold on to unforgiveness, you go through a process of, of it, it just eats away at you, doesn't it? It's that, that wrong that was done to you, that anger that you have towards that person, that bitterness, resentment, the hurt, the pain, it, it eats away at you. And I wonder, I don't know, that's my interpretation of the scripture, that um, it says you'll be tortured. It, that torture of, of, of you ha- you're not releasing that debt that that person owes you, you know, the, the thing that they've done to you. So then it's like, well, you carry this negativity in you until you release them. Now, as a response, um, we're going to forgive some people this morning. Just wait there for a second. Uh, But we've got a video to watch first. And what I want you to just think about when we're watching this video, it's a powerful video, um, is, is there anyone in your life that you need to forgive this morning? Are there people around you? And I think sometimes we can gloss over the the little things because sometimes there's great big things that people have done to us but sometimes there's constant little things that chip away at us chip away at us chip away at us sometimes in marriages with children all sorts of things and for work colleagues and actually have we really forgiven those people so we're just going to watch this video because it will help us because actually God wants to help us to forgive where we can't forgive where we struggle to forgive God wants to come in and give us the grace the power to forgive and you'll see that from this video if we just have a look at this that's a great story, isn't it? Actually, the Alpha Course in itself is very, very, it's powerful. And yeah, it's all about God's love. So where we're not able, he is. You know, in the Bible it says, he, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And I don't know this morning if there's anyone in your life that, that you need to forgive. I mean, that's... It's a miracle, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's something God has freely, freely did through her. And that's what he needs to do through us. When there's the, that difficult situation, the hard thing that we feel like we just can't forgive that person for what they did. It's just unforgivable. That's where God comes in. God steps in and does what we can do for ourselves. So um, I want us to just take some time to... Ask God, ask the Holy Spirit, or just think, is there anyone in your life this morning that you need to forgive? Are there people that have wronged you, that have done horrible things to you, or just day-to-day life stuff that goes on? Just forgive. Ask God, like she prayed, she, she said, I can't do it, but he can. She asked for the Holy Spirit to enable her, for God's love to come through her to this this guy. And God did it. So just take a moment and just have a think. What I'm going to ask, um, I'm going to ask a few people to just come forward. So Gary and Rachel will be up here. And if you need to pray with someone, if you feel like you need some support, you need some help in forgiving someone, they'll be available for you to come up and just, they'll pray with you. But you can do it where you're seated. Just, I'll, I'll give you a good, a good kind of way of doing it.
a good kind of format of um, forgiving people is to say, Lord, I choose to forgive whoever, name them, for what they did or failed to do, which made me feel like this. And it's good to actually identify the hurt and the pain and what, what you went through. So you're thoroughly saying, they made me feel like this. Here's an example. I choose to forgive my father for leaving us, which made me feel abandoned, unwanted, rejected. And, and that's, that's your prayer. You give them and you say, God, I give them to you. So I choose to forgive, name them, what they did or failed to do, which made me feel this way. Lord, here they are. And I believe when we do that from our heart, God releases the, the pain, that, that connection with what they did. He releases that from our hearts. And if you do need help, these guys are going to be up here. And just to name a few other offences that we sometimes forget. Borrowed offence can be when you can be offended on someone else's behalf. So if, they, if someone else has been hurt or wronged, you can be offended because they've been offended by someone. Does that make sense? It's called borrowed offence. You need to forgive yourself, as uh, Nikki Gumbel was saying on that. You need to receive God's forgiveness for yourself. If you've done something wrong, you can actually be offended at yourself for making a mistake or doing something wrong or saying something, doing something. You can beat yourself up. You can live your whole life resenting yourself or, or, or feeling that you've made a mistake and you can't forgive yourself, but forgive yourself, you can do it in the same way. Sometimes you need to forgive God. You might be blaming God, accusing God, offended at God for something that's not happened in your life or, or something you feel like He's done in, against you. And also forgiving the church leaders. Sometimes we can hold offence against our church and say, oh, well, the church should be doing this or church should be doing that. Or a previous church you may have been part of forgive the people the leaders so I'm just going to give you a moment if Gary and Rachel if you'd just like to just come forward and stand up here I'm just going to ask the guys to just play in the background but just take a moment and just release anyone who's offended you and just pray that prayer Lord I choose to forgive this person for what they did, which made me feel like this. And you just pray that prayer. If you need help, come up to the front and these guys will pray for you. So if you just like to stand up and we're just gonna, we're just gonna engage our hearts with God. We're gonna worship him. If you still need to deal with stuff, then continue to do that. That's absolutely fine. And also, if you've never been forgiven by God and you want to pray, pray the prayer of salvation, you want to give your life to Him, you know, we're all, we're all, I'll be available. We'll also be available at the end of the meeting or you can come forward now and speak to any of these guys up here. But let's just worship Jesus and just thank Him for that grace that He's given us to be able to forgive, to be able to live forgiven because it's all by grace and all by his love 
that He's enabled us to have this relationship with Him and to be able to release people and to live in that freedom where we don't carry around the burdens of anger and resentment and bitterness and hatred. So let's just worship Him and thank Him for His love and His grace. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.